Hello, everyone, and welcome to Anime Nation. Today, we're talking about one of the most unique pieces of anime all year, Star Wars Visions and Fallen. If you're watching this on YouTube, give us a like and subscribe to help support us and see more great content, like the Marvel Mondays Initiative, the penultimate contest of games oh. podcast, and my show, Anime Nation. That's this also, one. remember, if you have Amazon Prime, you have Twitch Prime. It gives you a free trip subscription, so give us a sub. And if you missed out on any of this week's content, check our website, thepenultimateconquest.com, and check our VOGs, and even see if the schedule has been updated, which it hasn't. For those who don't know, my name is Ryan, host of Anime Nation, and I got some lovely guests today. Some regulars, but some great guys all the same. First off, we got my boy, RPG Master Richie. How's it going, Richie? It's uh, it's going pretty good. I just uh, finished my watch along with uh, Star Wars Vision, and it was thoughts I want to share. All right, all right. And then we got the man who's ready for it to already be tomorrow, so he can dive into Metroid. My boy John, how's it going, John? It is going very well. I am awaiting the hour my pack uh, Metroid Special Edition arrives on my doorstep. Um. I'm also excited about today because the reason why I like Metroid is when I first saw the box of Metroid Prime, I was like, this looks like that video game where you play as Boba Fett. Yeah, let's go. I don't know what the, anything about this, but there's a, a robot with like a space helmet or whatever. Let's let's go. Then I found out she was a girl and I'm like, that's cool too. Let's shoot some lasers. Sweet. Before we get into the big topic, we're going to jump into just a little bit of housekeeping. We don't have much. Other than we got to just say, I'm going to give it, throw it off to Richie after he drinks that gulp of water. We got stats on stats this weekend. Richie, do you have anything you want to say on the stats on stats you're doing this Sunday? Uh, yes, uh, this Sunday we are doing stats on stats episode, I want to say it's 12 now, with special guest Ryan DeBruin, the author of the Ether Collapse series, which is another apocalypse series. I promise we are almost done with the apocalypses because we've done a lot of apocalypse shows. Well. Alrighty, let's get out of the apocalypse now and into some galaxy far, far away. Before we really dive into Star Wars visions, I want to just go through everyone's relationship in semi-history with Star Wars, because I think that adds to how you view visions. So, John, what, what's your view of Star Wars? Like, are you a star, big Star Wars guy? Are you a big Star Wars fan? Um, I've gone in and out of Star Wars over the years. Uh, it, it was the first nerdy thing I ever got into, because... When I was like six or seven years old, um, I would visit my grandparents who were living with my one of my uncles, and he was a huge Star Wars nut that would collect all of the books, collect as many action figures and toys as he could afford to buy. And so as a seven-year-old walking into this guy's house and seeing like racks upon racks of like action figures of like Boba Fett and Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader and X-Wings and Millennium Falcons, I was like, this stuff is so cool. Uh, that was how I became a nerd and got into sci-fi and nerdy stuff. So Star Wars has a big place in my heart. But then Episode 1 happened, and I loved Episode 1. But then if I talked to anyone that was like, any of my relatives about it, they were like, it's garbage, it's awful. And then that kind of made me stop enjoying Star Wars for a bit. And then if Force Awakens happened, and then The Last Jedi happened, which is fine. My favorite Star Wars movie, 
but a bunch of people disagree with me about it, and they can't just be normal people about it. They always got to pick a fight or something. Um, so I kind kind of go up and down. This is one of my favorite Star Wars pieces of media ever made. I I super super enjoyed this uh, as for so many reasons that we'll get into later. Those reasons. Yep. All right, Rich. What about you? What's your relationship with Star Wars? You're a big fan. Big... Oh, oh I absolutely you? love Star Wars. Um, before I actually got on the lit RPG kick, I was listening to a lot of the Star Wars Legends books at work. Books. So, oh, all fantastic books. Uh, the Darth Bane trilogy and the Revan book is probably my favorite. Shout out to uh, Drew Caspin. I think that's the author. But um, I started watching Star Wars when I was probably be probably about five. So around 2000 okay. and uh, my uncle Eric my mom's brother I went over to his house uh, one day while my mom and grandma and grandpa were out doing something and my dad was at work so I went over to his place and he had Star Wars episode one on VHS it was it, he had just got it so I watched it with him and I loved every second of it and I even screamed no when Qui-Gon Jinn got stabbed you know like every person should and then for that christmas he got me the uh the original trilogy box set on vhs and i remember watching them religiously but i watched episode one probably the most that or empire and i would always try to recreate the fights by myself because i was a i was lonely Ah, all right but i love star wars also john (laughs) when you were talking about metroid and you're like oh jingo fett instant memories came back of having star wars bounty hunter on the ps2 and playing that game religiously yep, yep. same here so star wars is for me one of those things i have a very love-hate relationship with where i've fallen in and out of love with it many times throughout my life such as as it was one like john i'm very similar and i had a very uh close relationship with star wars as a child i remember episode three coming out and getting my dad took me and my best friend out of school to go see it. That's and awesome. And a teacher yelling at him. He's like, yeah, but it's Star Wars. It's the last one, because we all thought it was the last one. Mm-hmm. And, yep. oh, God, I loved episode three. That's, that's probably my second favorite movie, because I'm also like John and think that The Last Jedi is the best ever Star Wars movie. Hell yeah, let's go. I, I respectfully <laughs> disagree with you guys on that, but I, I respect your opinion. And I respect yours, Rich. But <laughs> and then I've had falling outs because I do enjoy that movie. I love that movie. I hate the new trilogy. I absolutely just thought it was god awful. Um, mostly for what they did with Finn. I wanted Finn to be the Jedi. I wanted Finn yeah. to be the main lead of that entire story. I wanted them to both be Jedi's and both go on like separate but like similar paths. Like not mm-hmm. like like like. Like, they break apart, but, like, they're both, like, fighting for justice on, like, different sides of, like, like, she's fighting the Jedi, and he's a Jedi, like, with the Stormtroopers and in more in the battle, um, as opposed to just, like, him just kind of not popping up. Purpose. Yeah. John Boyega yeah. got screwed. He did. Absolutely. But, so be it. I've, so I've always had in and out of this, and then I've always gone into the thing of, like, I've read all the expanded for fucking media. I've read the comics, played the games, all that. I have such a poor relationship with Star Wars. And this is going to jump into our next topic, first impressions. Well, I'll go off and say my first impressions of this. 
This was the most fun I've had watching a piece of Star Wars content since fucking Star Wars The Clone Wars Animated Series first fucking aired on Cartoon Network fucking almost a decade ago now. If even, maybe a decade ago now, I'm not sure. Now, hold on. The the Clone Wars as in the new Clone Wars or new like Clone the Wars. 2D? Not, not, not the one done not by Andy uh, Jenna Tartoski. Okay. Because okay. that Clone Wars, those, I man. love that. I love like, and I have both DVD sets of that. And, and they're like an hour and a half, I think, a piece. Yep. Worth it. Got it for like two bucks a piece. Those aired on this to give a little animated tidbit. Those aired on Toonami. Yep. As Did they? Like, yeah. yeah. I they thought were, they were on they were Cartoon Network. Toonami. Cartoon Network aired. Toonami is a is a uh, animated block within Cartoon channel, Network. Back home, it was Channel 53. And I remember watching like Teen Titans and like Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. And they would be like the intervals. That's where I was like, really? Oh, that's, yeah. They were first made as a uh, thing for fucking uh tsunami but Such no a good show. Uh, i i thought this was the most fun because it gave no fucks about canon it mm-hmm. gave no fucks about anything it just just like you know what's fun about star wars lightsabers and fucking the duality of the two sides of the force and all the things i loved about star wars the over the topness the over the topness just everything and it combined possibly it is because of it combines one of my favorite mediums which is anime with an ip i love which is star wars but for me i thought it made a perfect mix what about you rich what did you think of first impressions wise i i I was a little nervous about it um i didn't know how i was going to feel about like a different studio doing every episode and i was nervous but when i watched it i was like this is fucking cool and like some of the animation like threw me off a little bit and it took me a, mi- a minute to get used to. But overall, I thought it was absolutely fucking beautiful because like you said, it took an IP that I love and mixed it with something else that I love. So I was having a good time with it. But the over the topness, I just want to point it out. Th- there's no wind in space. So. When. C- can I talk about a moment real quick? Sure. Because this is over the topness, and I want to point it out. The siblings, that episode where the sister's standing there and she's got like the wind going through her cape and shit, she's doing that herself. She's do- using the force to do that because there's no wind in space. Look at Leia when in The Last Jedi, when she flew out there like Mary Poppins, there was no wind going through her clothing. Dramatic. I love it. <laughs> no, it was really good. What about you? What about you, John? What you, what you think? What what I loved about this is the duel is kind of what I was expecting. The first episode, what I was expecting from this. I've seen Animatrix. I've seen uh, Batman Gotham Knight. Like a, there have been at this point, maybe half a dozen of these. Let's do a anthology of animated side canon stuff based on a property with a bunch of different Japanese directors. And so most of them tend to be like, we're not going to get too wacky with it. We're going to show you the cool anime that like people who enjoy Batman won't get scared away from. And the duel, it's it's very good. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's also very safe. It's like, du- oh. Uh, this brings us into a great thing. We're going to slide in after we're done with your impressions of the mm-hmm. duel into just going down the line. Because yeah. something I really liked about it was that the duel is a very safe intro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though it's it's very foreign, I know a lot of people. Were I, I think off you're getting to the point that I was gonna make. Yeah, John, you can make it then. Because I was go gonna on. say, and then they go into t- tattooing, uh, t- 
Tatooine Rhapsody. Rhapsody. I haven't said the word Tatooine in real life in a while. Um, and that is like, you know what? Uh, we're we're doing a straight up Lucky Star. Uh, uh, yeah. Kaon, like this is about a bunch of Star Wars kids in Star Wars land making a band. They're not secretly gonna do a fighting. They're just making a band in the Star Wars universe. And what what must that be like? And I respect the hell out of it because that's what I what I like about anime is that it can be the duel. It can be somber and serious and and very quiet and pensive. But it can be like just a bunch of kids hanging out, being kids and like having a good time. And I like that we got to see what that's like in the Star Wars universe. That's that's what I grew to love out of this collection. And I agree very much with you. And so, uh, before we move on from these two, uh, Rich, do you have anything you want to say on the duel? Just while we're going through these episodes, the duel is actually the one that threw me off a little bit at first because the animation was so wonky. It gave me JoJo Bizarre Adventure like vibes. Oh, even not even vibes of that. It looks like the OPs for that. Yeah, and like it, it hurt my head a little bit and it took me a minute to get used to it because when I watch anime, you know me, I stick to my very safe like art style yeah. because I, I am weird and I like to be safe and comfortable in my little bubble. But uh, the duel was really, really good. Uh, the choreo or like the animation for the fights really surprised me more than I thought it was going to. And Tatooine Rhapsody was absolutely bonkers and I loved every second of it. But I did think they were going to have a fight at the very end when they were doing their song. I thought he was just going to grab his mic, turn it into the lightsaber and start slaying out all of uh, Jabba the Hutt's men. And then Boba Fett was going to have to get involved and murk all of them. I love Tatooine Rhapsody (laughs) in that, first off, we see a hut just rocks a fucking rad mullet and Mm -hmm. wants to jam fantastic all the nope, band don't forget the glasses had such, had such unique designs and i loved it flame the, guitar the oh. droid with the um the drum? multi-drum set perfect yeah. i was bummed out that the hut was voiced by bobby moynihan in english because my brain saw that design and was like that is jack black right there so was uh, it bobby he, moynihan yeah yeah, there is I love this, it. This cast I love stacked. it. The, the teenage guy in English was voiced by Joseph Gordon Levitt. That makes um, sense. That makes sense. Uh, which brings me to a different point, which is I I kept going in in what was it? In the dual tattooing Rhapsody and the twins, I kept going back and forth forth between English and Japanese. And halfway through the twins, I clicked Japanese and I never went back. I I don't think anyone does a bad job. Um, I just, as someone who does watch a decent amount of anime dubs, I can tell the difference between someone that's like acting naturally and someone who's like kind of um, breaking out of their comfort zone. And uh, it just felt a little off to me watching this in English. And I normally watch anime in English, so it was kind of weird for me to feel necessary to switch to Japanese. I'm kind of with you there. I am I am somebody who only watches anime in Japanese if I'm able to, so I watched all of this in Japanese. Uh, and moving on with that, we're going on to the Twins, which is probably the one everyone was most excited for. It's the Studio Trigger, probably the biggest studio on here, uh, name brand value-wise. It was mid-tier and, for me. And it's, um, 
it's okay. It feels like something. This is how I explained it to me and my roommate were watching it. It feels like something at Studio Trigger already had their Pro Mare X Star Wars fanfic ready for this. And they just needed to chop some things off to make it a new story. Like, don't get me wrong. It brings what I love about Trigger, which is the stupid high levels of hype. Like, when they first off, they had the first waifu of this. With the yep. General Grievous waifu, which of course Trigger's gonna bring the waifu. Uh, Kare. Yeah. And then when her brother goes with. Oh, wait, the... no. That's, uh, she's Am. The brother is Kare. Sorry, I misread the thing. Yeah. Hey, he was when still husbando brother... material. True. I mean, he's just Leo. He, he's just, just Leo from Pro Mare. They were Pro like, Mare. look, it, why change things up? Why change things up? It's Leo and Promare. They don't want you to tell, solo. but Am is also just straight up blonde Satsuki. Like, you can't tell because she's not wearing a, a Kill a Kill uniform, but she's basically blonde Satsuki. Like, she does the pose with the she lightsaber. Does the pose, yeah, she the, does. The show is kind of, it's more of a Kill a Kill, but with Leo instead of Ryuko. Yeah. But for when the part when they use the Kyber Pixel with the full massive lightsaber, and all the light beams are going everywhere in every color that we've ever seen a lightsaber in. That moment that was really cool. cool. Rest of it, it's kind of okay. Uh, John, what did you think of the twins? Um, th- like you said, this was the one I I was the most excited about. Trigger is my favorite studio of all time. They just make really good stuff. I was slightly disappointed because it felt like, uh. It felt like the epic of like a kill a kill, uh, Gurren Lagan, and I'm just like waiting for the fight, waiting for the big fight at the end, and then the big fight happens, and the ideas are really good, but the animation isn't quite what I expect from Trigger. It's it's a little choppy, choppier than usual. They do tend to get choppy sometimes. Um, uh, the fight wasn't as exciting as I was hoping it would be, but there are some really cool shots. There, the the way it ends. Is super cool, um, but because is really good. because the fight between him and his sister overall isn't great, that means that the 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 build up the really long story build up to the end kind of suffers for that because they do seem to be rushing through the story to get to the big fight and like kind of building up the backstory for this big fight within um, at most twenty minutes. This wasn't one of the longer ones. This was the uh, longest one. No, it was the longest one. Well, was it? I think so. No, it was only seventeen minutes. Oh, okay. Then yeah, no. It okay, isn't. yeah. I think the other one was longer. Um, uh, so yeah, I I found it kind of disappointing, but I I was I was glad to see lightsabers used in this way and to see this kind of art style in Star Wars. I was just instead of being I was I was hoping for a nine and I got a seven point five. So just while we're here, because I'm just, just to speed things along, keep things nice, tight, and consistent, I'm just going to talk about who made the first couple ones while we're here. Okay. We have Kazume Doga, who made the duel. He is well-known for Afro Samurai, mostly. That's what got him on the map. And Batman Ninja, which... Okay, that's the vibes I was getting. Yeah, uh, yeah. no. The, the studio also does the openings for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Not the show itself, but the opening animations, the CGI ones are done by the studio as a whole. Now, the next one's an interesting one because they are newer to the scene with Studio Colorido. 
which is mm -hmm. uh mostly done for what I've seen from them is a whisker away and a burn and burn the witch. Which, I haven't seen either of those. Uh, Burn the Witch was the first uh, new manga by the guy who did uh, Bleach. And it got animated into two movies, I believe. Okay. One movie. I can't Are they on Funimation? The They're on Crunchyroll. Okay. And it's pretty good. It's fun. It's very much uh, bright colors, the very bright vibes that Tatinian Rhapsody had. Then we've already I like the twins. art style, so. Yeah, then we've gone through Twins. We don't need to talk about Trigger. We've done. We've talked oh, about man, Trigger. No, that's cool. Uh, the then we're moving on to the Village Bride, which uh was a surprisingly good one. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. It was the first one to really slow down and just have that really that Jedi feeling of that, like finding the peace and serenity in nature, uh, finding. How, like, that tribe knows what the Force is, but they don't call it the Force. I forget mm -hmm. they had a MacGuffin name for it, but it wasn't. It's the Force. Yeah, because in the story, it appears the village, like, isn't aware of the Force, but the the one girl, um, I can't remember her name. It might have been F. Um, the yeah, Jedi girl yeah. is clearly a Jedi and clearly aware of it oh. and just choosing to withhold that information. Um, I really enjoyed it. I, it was one of my favorite, it was my favorite. And then we get further and they keep getting better and better. Yeah. But, um, this is towards the upper tier for me. I, I really, it felt like a Miyazaki movie. I, a lot of these feel very Miyazaki to me where they have some intense fight sequences, but they also do a good job of like being calm. Yes. Uh, a lot of these give me the vibe of like Japan being like, you know, all this Jedi shit. This is our shit, uh, yeah. and we we are the... we are happy to share it with you. And they're just like, it's really cool to see like Japan being like, uh, Jedi have always been samurai, but with mm -hmm. lights, laser swords, and that is really cool. And I'm happy Especially to see see them do that. Star Wars being very influenced by samurai movies and stuff, it it's, mm -hmm. it's good to see the full circle and all this. Especially. Especially in a lot of these, you haven't even talked about that. Is the uh, the changes to like lightsabers and stuff to make them katana blades and stuff, which something is... that kind of disappointed me as this series went on is that around episode seven, I'm like, really another guy where the lightsaber is a katana? Like, does did everyone have to do that? Oh, but um, I, I get why everyone did it. It was a cool idea. Mm -hmm. I only complain because some of the early ones, like someone pulls out a lightsaber and then turns into like an umbrella lightsaber yeah, that thing. That one was fucking. That's uh, the duel. Yeah. I was expecting at some point to get like lightsaber nunchucks or something, but yeah, those were good. I don't think you could hold those. You could. You could. You wouldn't be able to do the thing where you left them like this, but if you yeah. extend like. I'm you... just thinking of what's his face from Soul Calibur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the, then we're moving on to uh, the ninth. I gotta share my thoughts. Which, oh, sorry, Rich. You, you skipped over me for the twins and this. Ah, shit. Give me both of them. Uh, no, the twins. It was mid tier for me. Um, it was over the. the it, it was over the top. Um, I thought the coolest part was when she threw like all of her lightsaber blades at um, Oz. Kazume is that his name? Ari. 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 When she yeah. threw all of her um, 
lightsabers at him, and he just kind of like held up his, and it, they all just like wrapped around. I thought that was visually really cool. Uh, the it Village was. Bride was actually my second favorite episode. Okay. Um, and I honestly thought uh, F at the beginning was a Sith. Like when I first saw her, I was like, oh, she's going to be a Sith. And then she pulled out her lightsaber. I was like, nah, she she's just a badass good girl. So big, big uh, Ryuko vibes. From also, her. yeah, the, the mask thing she was wearing. Super cool. Oh, super so pretty. Cool. And so I liked how cool it was like hiding her scar. And I was like, oh, that's that's cool. And just to give a quick thing on the uh, the studio who made this and just for why I feel like it's so in touch with nature and everything. Is this is the uh, this would be uh, Kinema Citrus, and they are known for a few things Rising of the Shield Hero. But what I'd really say put them on the map was Made in Abyss, which mm-hmm. this has okay. Made in Abyss vibes. This, this feels that. very I've, much like Made in Abyss. I've only watched the Rising of the Shield Hero, but you can see so. that in the animation. But so, Made yeah. in Abyss, to uh, keep it short is uh very much about nature and like the beauty and monstrosity within it which i okay. feel like this captured really well i i will definitely add that to the list i might start watching that before i go to it's bed good. Tonight, it's on fate. okay all right on to the ninth jedi which was uh one of the other really high known ones because production ig is working on this one and um a little underwhelming, I'm going to admit that. But just because I thought that the village ride was such a high level one, that this one was about as long, was given as much time, just didn't have the same punch to it. It was really cool to see the Sabersmith and how all that worked and everything, and rebuilding the Jedi basically after um that fall downfall of the sith like how do you rebuild the jedi and everything and having everyone pick out a kyber crystal and all that for just them to all eventually turn red great moment that was really cool it was really cool but and also the other thing i really liked about this one was the main character uh kyra's blade uh slowly getting its color in like starting out super faded to dylan that breaks into that bright color super uh, cool super fun something else that i really enjoyed about this uh was that that te- that concept of the lightsaber reflects you how how you use the force and so when all the jedi get it all of them immediately turn red and you're like oh they're all sith but then there's a great part where one of the characters who has had a red lightsaber throughout most of this fight, you see it turn purple. And I'm like, wait, it's purple now. And then he uh, slashes one of the other sets and then and like defeats them. And then it turns either blue or green. I can't remember, but it turns one of the good Jedi colors. And then another. Oh, it stays purple. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He's uh, he's he's fighting the guy with the blue lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And while he's fighting him uh, after all the Sith die, after the master kills the last one, uh, um, okay. you see him like kick him. And like right as he kicks the guy with the um, blue lightsaber, it turns to that purple color. And that's when he's like, enough. This isn't you. And he's like, I'm sorry. And yeah. Just... Yeah. And I think that's really good visual storytelling because we know uh, through mace windu and star wars that like the purple is like 
as close as a good Jedi can get to the dark side of the Force without stepping over. So mm-hmm. I thought that was really good visual storytelling and it's using lore. A very thin line that yeah. you have to have total control, that you can use anger in a different way. Mm-hmm. Which is super cool and something that, like, they are taking from little pieces of Star Wars canon here or there, but still having fun with being able to t- have it in their world and these mm-hmm. little pockets. And it's awesome. Uh, of course, Production IG made this one. What else have they done? Production IG, okay. Uh, they are, I would know. They've been <laughs> around since the 80s. They're like the OG. Okay. Ghost in the Shell. Cooly Coolies, um, okay. new one. All you had to X- say was Ghost in the Shell, and I would have. Uh, Blood Plus, God, it just kind of just keeps going. The so, anime sequences in Parappa the Rapper. Psychopaths. Damn, Psychopaths is good. Um, a lot of like weird shit too, like uh, the Halo anime. Yeah, Halo they, anime. Fall of Reach. I think when Western people are like, we want to make an anime thing, like the first person they call up are the Ghost in the Shell guys at Production IG. And then they are also really good at being a backstage studio for you. So like if you, let's say, uh, for his good use of it is uh, Gynac used them to do End of Evangelion. Yeah. As a okay. studio. And mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. That's really uh, what they get there known for. They also do so, a lot of uh, a lot anime of vi- sequences and video games. Uh, probably okay. best known for uh, out of those, or at least the prettiest ones of those, is Persona 5's animation yep. scenes. All the gotcha. 2D stuff in Persona 5. Yep. All uh, right. One last thing on the Ninth Jedi that yep, I want to talk about me. was uh, her father, the lightsaber smith. Mm-hmm. The fact that he even makes a comment of, oh yeah, I was modifying them, or modifying the kyber crystals, so that way they reflected the the wielder's like true intentions that thing was really cool because usually with the lightsaber customization in star wars lore they go to the hidden temple on the ice planet i can't think of what it's called uh but they go through like a whole trial to find their kyber crystal and that's the one that reflects them and usually as a jedi it's either you know blue or green there's really hardly ever whites or uh yellow slash gold or orange and I was just like, damn, this is really cool. But the way her lightsaber started out at first, I thought it was going to be a dark blade. Me too. Ooh, that's I was like, I was like it's just blade. going to be a black black blade. It's going to come across at any moment, and then it turned green, and I was like, okay, I'm all for this. No, I, I also I mean, I remember also thinking like, oh, that's going to be a that's going to be a dark blade. Now we move on to Toby T O B I. I which... actually skipped this one. You shouldn't have. Oh, oh, I was trying. I was. Up. I'm gonna watch it tonight. I just. I. We were kind of strapped for time, and I completely spaced it. Uh, I wanted to hit the big one ones. Is one of the better ones, if okay. not one of the, if not the best one. What if I told you it's the second lowest rated on? Uh, that doesn't IMDb. surprise me because okay. it starts off just like an Astro. It feels like Astro Boy or Mega. It, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. And it's just very cutesy and wholesome and fun. And it's about this old man scientist just building a little boy who then he's like, I could be a Jedi too. And then it gets real fucking dark real quick where he is getting hunted by a Sith Lord who wants to kill him. And he loses an arm because he's a robot and that Star Wars has robots to do 
Okay, if someone doesn't lose an arm in Star Wars, is it really Star Wars? No. But he learns he is a non um a lot he's a robot, but he learns yeah. how to wield and use the force, which is really cool. Okay. And the fight scene in it is one of the prettiest ones in the whole thing. The bounty hunter that's sent after him, the Sith Lord, looks super cool, super way bigger than him. And this has that very classic anime feeling of like Astro Boy and stuff. So what John, you're saying is Toby is General Grievous 2.0. <laughs> General Grievous is a cyborg son now. Ah, uh, damn. Uh, yep, yep. Uh, I really liked I really liked TOB1 slash Toby. Um, it's, it's a really cutesy thing. Uh, I, I like the twist. It's, it, it's emblematic of another th- reason why I love this series, because, uh, everyone kind of goes, I want to do this era of anime. Um, Trigger does their own thing, because they're their own era of anime, but this guy, um, this is Science Saru is the studio. They were like, I want to do a throwback to, like, the grandpappy of anime. I want to do a natural boy in Star Wars, and that's really cool. I think it's also cool because it's a robot that becomes a Jedi, and that's supposed to not happen because, like, m- machines aren't supposed to be tied into the Force. Um, and it's it's just a very simple, heartwarming little story, and I really appreciated it. Okay. It, it, it really is just those things. And I think... Uh, the reason why it has such that feeling and love for anime is the studio behind it, which mm-hmm. is Science Saru, which uh got pretty well known over here in the West for Devilman Crybaby. That ah. was really the big thing they did. I didn't like that one. You don't like Devilman. Yeah, Devilman Crybaby. You, you try and keep it safe. It it was. I, I remember watching it. Um. I woke up one morning, my ex was watching it, and I just, I rolled over just to see him watching a girl with her tits bouncing up and down, and I was like, oh. Yeah, that's Devil Man. I was like, this is, this is weird, and I tried watching it, I was like, yep, not a fan. The, it's weird, I, but it's it's really good. It's, it's one of my favorite uh, soundtracks in anime. Super so you're telling high. me to go rewatch it? I, I think you I think you should rewatch it. Also, the it. way they recap the episodes is by a guy doing uh, Japanese rap, and it's pretty fun. All right, but I'll I'll give it a shot. Devil Man, which is a very old school anime, getting remastered into a new type of format, and then the other show that last year got them mini awards, which was Keep Your Hands Off Ezinikun, which was a look into the uh, basically making of anime. It oh. was it was in a really uh, these three girls in high school, uh, starting an anime club and making it, and mm-hmm. it's just super super cute, super fun, but really is a love letter to the making of anime. So to see them be the ones to go to the old school throwback anime, it makes a lot of sense. Also, one of the other studios to get two, them oh. and Trigger, I believe, are the two. Oh, you're right. Two. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm noticing the last one is also a science Saru. Now we're moving on to the next studio trigger one, and actually probably one of my favorites, which was The Elder. The Elder is uh first off if we want to talk in time frame, uh after the death of Darth Bane, which 
cool, we're doing some real interesting things here now with time stuff. And that, that's an era that we haven't really explored. Except um, guys, I'm looking at the chat right now, and apparently the stream's been muted this entire time. Really? Yep. We are fucked. Yep, I'm looking at the wavelength. That's funny. Fuck. So I'm glad that I'm not the only one this has happened to. So Get a hold of Ruben. Any recording of it? Nope. Awesome. Are Are we just gonna have to reschedule this? We're we just might have to reschedule this. Oh, oh, God. oh great! Yeah, because great. if you look at the stream right now and go look at the mixer, it even says. Elgato wave stream link. This has happened to me twice. <laughs> so this time it wasn't me. This Damn. time it wasn't me. That's amazing. <laughs> so now I can oh. confess I haven't watched The Elder either. That's the other one I, I had to skip because I wanted to get to the lop and. Oh, The Elder is so good, though. The Elder slaps. Okay. I'll watch those two tonight. It's it's, it's interesting because even though it's the other trigger one, it's I see Ruben's uh, mouse moving around. So it's a much more simple and pensive show episode. Excuse me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Oh wait, so we have sound on recording. Okay, okay then we, we need, need to we clip can save this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just. Do some editing. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Nah. We just saw it in the chat and I was like, I was not paying yeah. attention to the chat at all. Yeah, if the audio is still recording, we can keep going. Yeah, cool. All cool. right. Elder. Um the elder one is about just a two Jedi and a Jedi and a Padawan. The Padawan wants to be more into the adventure part of being a Jedi. The big battles, the beating of the Sith, all that kind of thing. And the, of course, the teacher, the Jedi Master is like, I don't know. You got to enjoy the little parts where we are not in high level danger. So it's that kind of story. But with one of the most creepy villains I've ever seen out of Star Wars, which is this little ancient Sith Lord who just wants to kill people to see if he's still strong enough to kill people. I'm I'm looking at a screenshot of it right now and I'm I'm terrified. Yeah, and big, it fights two little big ninja scroll daggers. vibes from this guy. Yeah. Oh my god, I am I going to have nightmares watching this? Possibly. But cuz um, this is like straight up nightmare fuel. It he fights with two little like mini uh fucking uh lightsabers and like jab super quick i think uh they're like lightsaber kodachi which is the word for um like the mini not they're sort like of like a short knife, sword knife sized katanas that uh samurai wear like they would use um the large one for like proper sword fights and then they'd use the mini ones for like assassinations or yeah simple um, fights now i'm looking at a scene of of him holding it and standing off against the Padawan, and I'm just like, this is... John, this. what did you think of uh, The Elder? This is the good uh, trigger trigger story in here. Um, everything that I had a problem with uh, w- with the twins is, like, fixed here. It's very... It's, it's 
I say slow, but like it's it's a measured slow. pace. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's weird because I've never seen a, a a show by Trigger this slow. Yeah. Um, but it's just like it's very much exploring the relationship between the excited Padawan who just who thinks being a Jedi is so cool and wants to get in fights and wants to explore the world, and his master who is seasoned and uh, experienced and is like, you need to value when you have peace in your life because a Jedi's life is all about maintaining peace in unpeaceful times. Um, but then it turns around with the fight against the Elder, the Sith guy, um, because this guy is like, my goal is that even though I'm so old, it's to search for the next exciting fight and just keep going. And then it sort of becomes like this metaphor for how like aging, you can age gracefully or you can age ungracefully. And it's not like in terms of power, it's like, how do you grow as a person? Do you grow into an awful person? Do you grow into a good person? That's more important than if you grow into a powerful person. Um, I found that really cool. Um, I was very satisfied by this. Uh, and it also, also not very trigger looking in uh, uh, in a good way. It's very like mid two thousands kind of modern looking, and I I appreciated that. Just for some visual uh, differences. I, I agree shows. with you. It was really cool. And now we go into Lop and Ocho. I love this one. Um, this one is just really fucking cool. There's there's few other ways to put it than. Um, this one and the ninth Jedi. If they announced that they were getting full shows, I'd be very into that. Like, yeah. these feel yeah. like you watch them and they feel like they're gonna end with Disney being like, "Tune in 2022 for the next episode or something." Yeah. Uh, this one is about a rabbit-like alien who gets taken in by a, a wealthy clan leader, uh, and his daughter Ocho, which they. Of course, it shows them years later, the planet is getting occupied by the Empire. And one side of the family wants to join the Empire be to save the family in their opinion. But the father and Lop are both like, let's not do that and fight against evil. And then you learn that the ancestral sword that's been passed down through generation through generation is of course a lightsaber because the the one prompt they all had was it has to include lightsabers that was the prompt mm -hmm. these all were given <laughs> and not just a lightsaber but like a lightsaber katana yep this and one then... i was i was cool with because it's not just a lightsaber katana but like it has even though it doesn't make any sense it has kanji like In written the blade. into the, the lightsaber blade and i was like okay so, that's so really cool. anime so cool John, uh, since you start bring that up, uh, give me your opinions on Lapinocho. This, I, this is my favorite one. Um, something that really struck me is, unlike a lot of these episodes, for whatever reason, this is in. Uh, I forget what the ratio is, but this is in cinematic ratio. It's not sixteen yeah. by nine. It is a film, and it has a film grain. I could not tell if it was actually made on film. Or if it's uh, digital and it just has a film grain effect. Either way, this made me feel like I was watching an anime movie made in like 1997, in a good way, like like a proper like Miyazaki grade level 
yeah. anime film. Um, and it's written that well. It's uh, it, the fight scenes and the sh- uh, camera shots they do are incredible. Um, I, 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 when I finished this, I felt like I watched an hour and a half long movie, and it was only like fifteen minutes long. It, it, it's just probably the best paced story in this collection, and and that doesn't make a, a story good or bad. It's just impressive that they like told the exact story they wanted to tell and left room to to expand on it, and it felt completely satisfying. Um, I want more Star Wars things with that bunny uh, race in it. I want that to be canon. I don't care if it's not. It should be canon now. <laughs> um, just really good writing, really great animation all over the place here. All right, perfect. Uh, Rich, what about you, buddy? Um, this was probably my third favorite out of the entire um, show or season. Because uh, I, like I said, the Ninth Jedi, the Village Bride, and then this one. I saw the poster that I sent to the group chat before I watched it, so I was expecting when she got the lightsaber for it to be like a yellow, because on the poster that's what it looked like. I was like, oh, it's yellow. And then when it was green, I was like, oh, okay, I still like this. This is pretty cool. Um, visually, absolutely beautiful, and I do like the film grain that they did give it. Um, it threw me off at first, but I was like, oh, this is weird. And then I was like, I really like this. So, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty damn cool. If you ask me. I will say that I do wish it was a tad longer. So, yeah, if they announce like a series for this one, I'd be 100 percent for it or just give it like an hour and a half movie. I'd be fine. And now here's the most interesting thing about this one for me is the studio Geno Studio. They are known for literally one thing, which is Golden Kamui. I've which, not watched that. Uh, is an anime about uh, a lot of it is just people trying to find the treasure after being in slave trade, basically. Um, but the note of the um the infamacy of it is it has the worst CGI I've ever seen in an anime with a CGI huh. bear. Just look up Golden Kamui Bear. Oh, and you okay. get it, and it's cursed. <laughs> I'm afraid it is to. a cursed image. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah, and that's episode one. That that's what they bring oh. in. Oh, oh, that's funny. Well, yeah. I heard good things about the show overall, so it's yeah, very uh, My roommates love it. I have not watched it because I got uh, three fifths into that fucking uh, bear and was like, "All right, time to find something else." That's weird. I don't like that. Not a fan. Yeah, they've done two other things, um, but both they're only like one season long. Something called Kokoku Moment by Moment, and uh, a show earlier this year called Pets, with which only ran for a month. I have heard. Yeah, the only one I've seen that got mainstream success was Golden Kamui. Yeah, yeah, that's the, God, that's gonna keep going. God, that bear's cursed. All right, now on to the final one, which is. <sighs> Akikiri. Um, if I remember this one, it was the princess, right? Now yep. taken by the dark side. Yep. And this one had a really unique art style, very um, different. And this it is the other eyes. one made by Science Saru. Ah. And, uh. it, and it, yeah, because it, it flows, the fight scenes especially. 
uh, flow like Devil Man fight scenes. And I, that's where I noticed. I'm like, oh, okay, this is yeah, this is the Devil Man studio. Because I'm watching. Yeah, I'm like, I, I can I can see this has the fluid fight scenes and the very unique character design. This is one of my favorite character mm-hmm. designs. The stiff design in this one, which was mm-hmm. someone of color, super buff, super powerful, super cool. We love to see that. And and a uh, woman, which yes. I, when they when they were like, oh, you're gonna have to fight your sister or whatever. I'm like, ooh, another lady guy. Uh, not ex- she was not, she was not ex- what I expected at all. She is no. a big buff lady that like she doesn't need a lightsaber to wreck your shit. No, I was like she okay, was a brick shit house and will break yeah. you in half. And I thought she was something freak. out of a Ghibli film. That's yeah, what she, I pictured. I was like Jesus design, and that's something mm. I noticed. About, I wanted to say about this whole entire thing is all the character designs, other than sadly Studio Trigger. In their first one, twins uh, was amazing. All the character designs yeah. and all of them were so unique mm-hmm. and so cool. I, but, uh, John, what did you think about Akiriki? Uh, I I actually want to hear what Richie was about to say. I was going to say, Rich. Seemed to. I, I was just going to say this was my least favorite out of all of them because the visual or like just the way the art style was gave me a mild headache. Yeah. I, it, like I don't know if it's just I'm not used to that kind of art style. Like like I said, I don't watch uh, Devil Man Cry Baby, so I I'm probably not used to it. But like I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was just the lighting in my room or what. But like it just gave me a headache during that first fight scene. That's interesting. All it right. is very asymmetrical. It is trying to like mimic how a more simplistic looking manga tends to look. It is. It, it, it's got what I call One Piece Syndrome, where people tend to think of anime as an art style, but then there's always stuff on the fringes like One Piece or uh, Crayon Shin-Chan that are like, no, fucking, this is animation. This looks like it was drawn by a two-year-old. Uh, not this show, but <laughs> Crayon Shin-Chan does. Yeah, um, this, yeah I, I can understand that. It is, it is a very uneven... Um, it's unlike a lot of shows which are... Tr- uh, a, a lot of anime which tries to like have some perfect uh, in, uh, like line work going on. This one definitely wants you to understand that it's drawn. It doesn't want to look perfect. Um, that's one of those you either like it or you don't. I I kind of dig it. I can respect that. Um, I really enjoyed the story because it's about a guy that keeps having visions and it's that classic thing where like by trying to avoid a a predestined future you end up making it happen which is interesting it is a it is a very tragic it is a downer of an episode to end this whole thing on because it it is is basically revenge of the Sith. like but good but good like they're straight up like no by trying to protect the person he loves he ends up betraying her and that's a thing that can happen in real life sometimes and it's it was a powerful story it was and i thought it they did fantastic of it again science sorry they they know how to do shit they know how to do especially stuff like this um overall great now uh for the last question i have is favorite episode what was everyone's favorite episode john i'll start with you um so I don't want to I don't want to have too many repeats here. So even though technically it's Lobinocho, 
I really, really liked The Ninth Jedi. Um, I want to see uh, a story about Lakara. I want that to be a TV series. Like, when I finished that episode, I was like, I want to see more of this particular take on Star Wars. Um, she is such a... I, I, I just love, um, like... I, I love shonen protagonists like that are like uh like upbeat like they have a passion for what they do they want to like protect things and make the world a better place and then when someone goes yeah what if that but a girl uh I love that even more because like I feel like yeah. we don't get enough characters like that like when you have to make a girl she either has to be like hyper feminine or hyper badass and this character is sort of in between where she's not like super. Like, she's still kind of cutesy going, but she's also, like, ready to fight and ready to do stuff. Um, I I liked the flip of the droid turning out to be the guy that they were looking to talk to. And that guy, even though he looks scary, he's actually a straight-up Jedi. Um, yeah. There is just something so cool about... Three minutes ago, there's a line where someone's like, yeah, these, uh, when you, these kyber crystals will reflect the person's force when they hold the lightsaber and then they're like all right now you have all your lightsabers and then they all immediately turn red and then they're like let's murder now um it's it's a hundred percent my even though i like loban ocho i want richie to have a chance to talk more about that uh ninth jedi is still a really really good second favorite slash favorite i agree i agree um rich the I'm ninth jedi is actually my favorite one but uh i do like loban ocho uh a lot <laughs> Um, but I'll actually take this moment to talk about the uh, the Village Bride because <laughs> right. the Village Bride, okay. unless that's the one you were going to talk about, no, Ryan. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, I, I have very different ones. Um, I I felt very calm watching the Village Bride, like up until the very end with the the showdown between the village and the Empire. I was like, this is calm, like this is relaxing, like I could just listen to the sounds of the world around them and fall asleep. I I loved every second of that and visually it was beautiful. Audio driven, very very gorgeous. Oh my god, like I felt like I was there. So, yeah, that one was really cool. Didn't need a lot of action, but the action we got was fantastic. But my one comment, I'm going to get hate for this. The main character of the Ninth Jedi is what I wish Rey would have been in the sequel trilogy. I, no, I I, I I was thinking that while I was watching it. I honestly, that and I agree. I wanna I I, I want to add a, just a little bit to the uh, Village yeah. Ride. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's another show where I was like, I could watch a TV show of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, like this is just straight up Samurai Jack, but but uh, Star Wars, and yep. there's nothing. That's absolutely fine with me. I would watch a bunch of more episodes of them just going into a random town, hanging out in the town, and then maybe a fight happens or something. So, my favorite one may not be the best one. I'll probably admit it's not the best one, but it's the one where I was finally watching through it and I was like, I can have fun with Star Wars. Wait, I don't just have to despise watching a Star Wars thing? Oh my god, I can have fun with a franchise for the first time in a long time? And that was Tatooine Rhapsody. <laughs> I fucking loved it. It was just dumb anime fun. Do you want and, to know something, Ryan? What? Watching it, I was like, this is going to be Ryan's favorite. This is yeah. definitely going to be Ryan's favorite. And it's so damn good. It's just fun. And that's what I loved about it. To f- fucking Boba Fett bobbing his head to the music. Jimmy, like, lucky star ass yeah. Boba Fett. Uh, yeah. 
see that design, to see Jabba the Hutt, to see uh, what's his what's his face, uh, the noodle, the guy that looks kind of like a Twi'lek, Baba Vishnu uh, Bo- or something. Boba Freak. Boba Freak. No, 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 no. The Jabba's right hand man. Yeah, isn't that something Frick? Oh no, Boba Freak is from uh, Skywalker: Rise of Skywalker. I forget his name, but I know who you're talking about. Are you talking about Tentacle Boy? Bib Fortuna. Bib Fortuna. Yeah. TV Lucky Star Bib Fortuna and Boba Fett and Jabba the Hutt was just really funny. It's so much fun. It's such a like mid two thousands kind of modern uh, anime ass anime that's just about like friends having fun, being friendship together. I I really appreciated it because I'm always afraid that things are gonna focus too hard on anime being like serious and dark and themes and really cool fight things and then this is just like let's play a song and be really happy and excited and like go go i think the reason for me that's why i loved it so much was uh my favorite animes they're not this i love don't get me wrong i love super mega massive breakdown brawls but my favorite animes are things like haruhi things like k-on those slice of life with just a little twist to it. And this was definitely had that kind of feeling. And that's why I loved it. The other one I'm going to give an honorable shout out to is going to be The Elder. Because I wanted to see Studio Trigger do something amazing here. And when I got past mm-hmm. Quinn's, I was like, I'm glad there's another chance for them. Because I'm like, this mm-hmm. is Trigger, but I want to see them really do something different and fun. And mm-hmm. The Elder was that. The Elder had that old-school samurai flair and feel with also a classic Jedi tale of the Padawan not listening to the Jedi Master and getting in trouble for that. Also, great character design. Like you said, it did feel Ninja scroll which uh, when I want to watch a violent old-school-style anime, Ninja Scroll's up there. So for me, those were my two favorite. Rich, do you want to go on about what your favorite was? My my favorite was just definitely the the uh, okay. the ninth Jedi. That that one's right. probably my top one out of the entire All series. Right. Cool. And with that, we go on to my favorite part, which going to be before we get to it. Any closing thoughts? Do we have anything else we want to say about Star Wars Visions? I'd like a season two. I would like another round of yeah. other anime studios. Since this whole one plot was given, their their uh, one tie point for each anthology piece was lightsabers. Mm-hmm. What would you like the one plot of it to be? What would you like the one thread Ooh. carried throughout it? Um, bounty hunters. Bounty I would like hunters. more bounty hunters. All right, I, I, I was or, about to say bounty hunters, or the fall of the Sith Empire back during the old republic all right i yeah. i wouldn't I, I would not love that just because my favorite thing about this series has been when someone says oh now the the empire republic they're all just different forces trying to get a buck like you're like oh that means it takes place during this time period that's one of my favorite guessing points of this i like that like it's sort of a guessing game of when it takes place or if it takes place eons before anything we've seen in the movies um, but that's still cool. I think it'd be fun to be like, you gotta have Jar Jar Binks in it. Doesn't have to be big. 
Just let just go and game there, over. Kill him. And then someone Misa could be the like, trilogy. he's in it the whole time. And then someone could be like, there's his head mounting out the wall. You don't need anyone. You don't need any more from him. Like that kind of a thing. He's just frozen in carbonite, like All in right. the uh, mission of uh, Force Unleashed. Like if like there's a bounty hunter, and you can tell that he's like a weird, creepy dude because he has a Jar Jar Binks face on his wall, like an animal. All right. Oh. I think for me, what I would base it around next time is a blaster. Okay. This because. When I think of Star Wars, the perfect counterpart to the lightsaber is the blaster. The Han shot first, the all the kind of stuff with that is what I'd like to see. Is that kind of thing? And that could give me bounty hunter stories and the stories of like soldiers. I'd love to see one about a group of clone troopers in middle of Clone Wars. Or Mandalorians during the fight of Mandalore. That kind of stuff, which I think would all be really cool. And with that, we get to now my favorite section, which is the manga corner, where I recommend a manga for you to be reading. And my one I'm recommending today is going to be Blue Period. It is uh, a very different type of manga. It is a very uh, slow... It's not, a, it's not the typical battle shonens I recommend or wild out there stories. It's about a kid going to art school and all the stuff that entails. And... It's just a really um, story that is getting an anime finally. It's won many awards for its manga. If the anime comes out to Netflix tomorrow, it'll be weekly. Uh, definitely go check it out. I don't want to spoil too much with the anime coming up. But all you need to know is about a kid going to art school, trying to follow his dream of being an artist and all that. So if you're an artist or if that's something you can relate with, with just creating, definitely give it a check out. And with that, we get to plugs. Rich, what's your plugging for me today? I've got to plug stats on sets because I, that's my baby and I'm just so proud of it. Uh, so we have stats on sets bi-weekly on Sundays here at the Penultimate Conquest. Next episode is this coming Sunday. Also, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Rich Dolphus or at Stats on Stats Lit. All right, John, what's your plugging for me? Uh, you can follow me on my Twitter at NoisyShark. If I do anything, I will make a little Twitty up there. Um, <laughs> but I probably won't be doing anything because Metroid Dread comes out tomorrow. So if you just want to see me say, ah, Metroid, it's the best game ever. Go buy it a thousand times every single day and reblogging like a bunch of Metroid Dread art and Kingdom Hearts art for Sora and Smash, you can go check out my Twitter at some point. I'll probably Sora make for Smash. Motherfucker, yeah, I thought so we could get a whole episode without mentioning Sora this fucking week. Well, we tried. <laughs> On the anime podcast, expect me not to talk about Sora, anime spiky boy fights Dude, boys friends. We made it an hour, two minutes, and 35 seconds. <laughs> Sweet. All right. And um, I'll be plugging just my Twitter, which is RyanTheLion3055. And you can find out whatever I'm up to on the internet. And uh, let you guys know, no anime, no animation has been on a bit of a break and everything, all that. But we're coming back strong. A lot of new episodes. We're going to be doing fall anime look look into what's going to be the big shows. Tokyo Revengers and a personal project by me, which will be about Evangelion, which we'll see at a later date. Can't wait for so that one. Get hyped for those things. And again, thank you for watching. Good day. Good night. Bang.